Hello everyone, welcome back to a special anniversary episode of the Sata Monkeys podcast. I'm your host, Earth the Fat, and today I'm joined by Rhineeks, or Cat Image. Hello. A Nutpack, or is that a JWC? Come. Come, okay. And a Bear is No, or Bear is no. Speak. <laughs> no. Um, so, although our normal release is actually one day before the anniversary episode would have aired, uh, we're going to be delaying this episode by one day to coincide with it. Fuck the system. Fuck. <laughs> I debated just recording another one super quickly so we could do release two days in a row, and then I thought that makes no sense at all. That actually makes no sense at all. We could call it a 1.5. We Yeah, sure, we could do a, another 0.5 episode like we did for the Christmas yeah. episode, but... I just didn't feel like it. I figured, you know, we didn't do like the first episode is who gives a fuck. We actually, I believe, had topics, and we did discuss Slayer some stuff. Slayer and we'll Edge be, podcast. See, this oh, Slayer and Edge podcast. Do you have the files of that? The only file I have, I have the um original graphics for it, or at least a lot of them. Ah, uh, you should show that on screen right now. If I can find it, they're buried in the sixth hair, but they're somewhere. Dan, you should. You guys would hate uh, who Matt actually wanted to do this podcast with. Oh uh, yeah, I have that recording with. Actually, no, I deleted that. I deleted that last year because um, I've been holding on to it. And I'm like, I'm not going to use this. What Never. you know? What would I use this for? Defamation of character. But, well, <laughs> no, there was nothing damning in it. It's I just don't know. like I was thinking about. Yeah, you know, I'll release this one day. It's like you know, a testament to the original podcast. And I'm like, no, I won't. It's not that good. We had audio issues. It ended 40 minutes early. Or I like the recording did rather because I, this was on the shit PC. This was on the the Pentium fourth gen, uh, eight gigs of RAM system, and with with a hundred sixty gig hard drive. Did not have enough storage for the recording. Um. But yeah, no the original the original original podcast uh, before it was the Sata Monkeys podcast was called Slayer and Edge. Uh, I was actually gonna have a one other host who I just kind of vaguely new um who just agreed to do it i i we were just spitballing back and forth and he agreed to ray william johnson no uh no he, he turned out to be an asshole too so i did i thing. never knew him as an asshole i know you have there i never knew him that way i just hey hey i barely knew him to be fair part. true hey i got some hatred words for him all yeah. hatred on these ends uh, me after, and my homies hate that dude after boom, boom, a film recording of the of the first episode um he never ever showed up for any subsequent anything and nothing ever came of it um and then i decided well why don't i try doing it with zaire um that also never really came to fruition i don't even think no, we. no we did we recorded it because remember i had to use your laptop and we were no we recorded two it was not a, it was it wasn't a computer podcast though that was yeah we were yeah it was different it was actually i actually do kind of like what we were talking about then it was just social things that we were talking about in school and just in life. Yeah, that one more, was really yeah, cool. Yeah, that was it. I actually did like that. That was really fun doing that. Yeah. And then um, uh, we talked about some other things that in that, and which was really cool. And then I think since uh, Matt and I were playing Roblox all the time and hacking in, what game was it? Um, Apoc Apocalypse Apoc. Rising. Yeah. We were doing that and playing Infest Infestation at that time. We were like, I was like, oh, you want me to do the podcast? I was like, sure. And so it wasn't a tech podcast at that point. Yeah. And there definitely so, wasn't the same level of quality we have now. Oh, absolutely. Was, no, I had a Blue Snowball. I yeah. Had, no, yeah. Um, no, Blue Snowball Ice. Yeah, Snowball Ice. 
because no one wanted to pay the extra ten dollars. Nah, we needed that for our six credits or CS Go yeah. keys. Um, I don't actually have either of those original recordings. Wait, I, what? What happened to them? I'd have to if I do. I'd have to look. What I'd assume is they were also on that one sixty gig hard drive. No. So if they're still on it, I could look. But they're de they never. I do not remember them ever migrating to the six tear. I think what happened is I left some files on the 160 gig when I went to a one tear, and then I transferred everything from the one tear to the six tear. So that I don't think there's any way it would have made it over. Um, and that 160 gig has been dropped on the stairs. It still works. I might be able to pull data from it. I'd have to check. Pull it. Um, and I'll see if it's there. I found a a song that a a uh, artist that was do deleted that actually in full on that hard drive that I had saved. Um, it's the only copy of it aside from this really shitty one another dude had. Wait, so, why did they delete it? They just didn't like it, um, uh, which is fine. I, but I really liked it, and I was curious where it went. Um, don't re-upload it because that's actually gonna, that never. No, I, I I talked to him and I asked him, "Yo, can I re-upload this?" He's like, "Sure, go ahead." Oh, okay. Uh, I was gonna I say because if he doesn't like it, don't re-upload it because that's a whole other topic of people. Yeah. Well, spe he specifically said he didn't like it and he was gonna remake it, and then he never remade oh. it, and he lost the stems for it. So he just Oof. didn't care. Um, but it might, the original recordings may be on that hard drive. What I do remember about that was we recorded two because we were going to record a bunch in yeah, advance uh, and then release we them did. like weekly as a test yeah. run. We did two. It and, went well. And then we just stopped. We got yeah. these, like, we, we just started doing two things all together. Yeah. And they never released. They um, never released. And I think you, this is when you were editing on Filmora. Oh my gosh! Oh uh, yeah, a long ass time ago. Um, and then a lot of just in general, a lot of time passed, and then I kind of decided I still really want to do a podcast. Me and Zaya are still really wanted to do one. And we just never did. Yeah, we never did. <laughs> um, we so... played games for hours on end, and we're like, oh yeah, we have a podcast. Yeah, we keep talking about it and then never do it. Um, in around 2017 or 2018, I converted a meme server I ran called the KFC Cult to the Seda Monkeys and kind of, you know, tried to rebrand as best I could to a tech discussion server. And I had a little boost because it had like 30 people in it. Um, and that, that name literally stems from the term grease monkey, like from a car, but Seda just being a substitute for computer because computer monkey sounds basic and kind of dumb. Um, and I liked how Seda Monkey sounded. So that's how that name came to be. And we've just stuck with it. And then eventually we did start the podcast. We got a lot of people who really were on board with it. Um, some of them no longer with the podcast. Some of them just not here today. Like Charles, who we have, we have literally heard one message from like two to three weeks. And it's, I'm not going to make today's podcast. <laughs> I have not heard from it. I don't, I hope he's okay. I think he's okay. I think he's on break too. I, I right now we're recording this in school break. Yeah, well, and but I, he said he'd been sick, and then he said the other like the last time I talked, we said I don't know, I don't feel too good. Um, I, wow. I think I might be sick, and then we ended calling. I just have not heard from him. Um, so I hope he's all right. Uh, and then Melon could make today because it is Ash Wednesday, and he had prior commitments. Um, but yeah, we're all here. We picked up some new people along the way, like uh, Rob, okay. but. Um, we do still have Zaire, uh, Charles, who's not here, <laughs> and um, Epic. Yeah, that, that, which is good. I like it. We had to we had to call a vote kick, team kick. 
Kick situation we we had point. some we had some issues with prior podcast members yeah. and that's why you haven't seen them you know in podcast sense but we're not gonna i'm not gonna talk about you know yeah, everything no. there um but, i wish them yeah. the best of luck on their next endeavors <laughs> um let's get in here to the first topic um and fair warning again this although this sucks that it's the it's a it's a slow news week it's been a slow tech news week on the anniversary podcast which is kind of annoying uh, this is from Android Authority. Last pass for users are now stuck with Sophie's Choice. I don't know what that means. Uh, ex- exclusivity PC or mobile. Um, or exclusively PC or mobile. Uh, last pass, which is a pass... I, what is, it's a password management app that you can store passwords in, I guess. I don't, I'm not sure why you'd need that and not just the built-in one into Chrome, but whatever. Um, um, I think I actually... I saw last pass. There's getting... It's like... It's not like the Raid Shadow Legend of YouTube ads, but it used to be like a um, like one of those YouTube ad like people. Do yeah, pay for. I remember Linus Tech Tips did a ton of LastPass ads. Yeah, but it's it's okay if for what it is. Like if you have an antivirus, they probably have a password protector. So yeah, it doesn't really matter. So mm-hmm. um, LastPass is now instead of free users being able to access all their passwords on both mobile and PC. Now, uh, next time they log into it, whatever type of device they log into it on be it pc or mobile that's all they can use it on now which is one of the dumbest fucking things i think i've ever heard um it's it's such a shitty and scummy way to push free users into paying for shit like oh uh what's that you literally accidentally open the app after this like per se no one's heard the news someone hasn't heard this news they open the app like by accident and then they try and access on their pc like five days later and they can't but even so, just in Dude, general, in that point, and theoretically, couldn't you just use like a remote connector, like how you do with your phone, Matt, and then just remote connect and act like you're on your computer, but then you're actually on your phone. Or that's just a lot of steps. Yeah, it's a lot of your, steps yeah. for not a lot of usefulness. Results. Yeah, I'd rather pay the thirty-six dollars a year than do that. <laughs> I'd rather literally just rather Google. just put save them in a fucking notepad file on a flash drive. Like, like that's the True. easiest and You're best. You're gonna way to connect do it. a flash drive to your phone. Well, I mean for yeah. PC, but even let's say micro SD. If you have an SD card, if you have a phone with a micro SD and um, or, an SD card reader, you can save it on your phones for notes. If you have an iPhone. Yeah, and there's there's other shit. What is it? There are certain apps I believe that are free on iPhone that don't steal your data. I don't know them off the top of my head, but I know there are a few that literally have like cross compatible notes. But also simple way to do it just put them in a fucking google doc oh that, yeah that, that is actually does smart. make sense i've i haven't thought about that i probably should transfer mine over to google like if that you really um and again also to chrome both like it will sync with mobile and everything it'll save your passwords in your google account so mm-hmm. it but if you needed them like written down everything literally just put them in a google doc if you're worried about account security make um like make a new google account make some stupidly insanely long and unpredictable password write it down on a a post-it note put it on your wall or something and then just log into that account on everything quickly there you go and now you're the uh, there's that's the only thing that account's ever used for is that one google doc with the passwords the chances of anyone getting into it are pretty fucking slim if it's like a hundred character long keyboard spam it's no one's getting into that (laughs) Um, or that's your you best bet. Have, like a freaking put, like a note in your wallet or something. There, there's multiple ways, and I won't be so surprised if this last pass completely disappears off the face of the earth. 
I kind of would because they've been around for a fat minute. Um, they're definitely not like unheard of or anything. They're they've been around, but the big two I know about are LastPass and Dashlane. Yeah, like, yeah Dashlane... I've heard of Dashlane. Yeah, Dashlane, Dashlane. You can only store on a free uh, thing. You can only store up to fifty passwords, but works both on phone and computer. But this thing with the uh, LastPass only working on one. It's like a. It's like, do you go with either having all of them on one platform or having only fifty on both? Yeah. Um, again, Google Doc or, or is, is really a great method. Or do that. Yeah, it's funny because it, there'll be people who say, "Oh, well, I, you know, I don't want Google knowing that information." You think Google are gonna log into your account? <laughs> like it, that? That is such a giant lawsuit waiting to happen, and it's yeah, not like Google workers are paid. Some obscene things on your Snapchat story. You. <laughs> yeah, it's the type of shit where that's. Realistically, never going to happen. It, it has the same likelihood of happening as someone like getting into your LastPass account or someone getting into X or Y or Z. There's always a chance it can happen, but there's not a great chance. It's not. It, it's not like confirmed. If you put your passwords in a Google Doc, Google employees are going to access it because they won't. Mo there's a pretty fucking high chance they won't because they can't. They will get fired, sued, and pretty much jailed i i would bet since it's a violation of privacy laws they can't do that your passwords as long as it's on a, a safe account are literally safe in like a google doc uh if someone wants to debate me on that in the comments please do because i have a feeling i'll get at least one comment of someone saying like that is the dumbest fucking idea i've ever heard but i genuinely don't think it is uh, it's it you can cross share it between devices and as long as you it, well, the account's safe, it's fine. You can you can you can offline connect to your Google Drive. Yeah. So you literally don't even have to like have a paper. You can literally off off offline connect to Google Drive. I've never used it, so I don't know what you can do. It, it just it just downloads certain files offline. Yeah. So just download the actual file that you want, and then yeah. Well, easy. but you see, what um that could open up like if there's some type of device exploit. If you have it downloaded, then it could be accessed easier. That's why keeping it in the cloud with Google would be a safer bet. True. That's I there's there's certain parts of it I could understand, but if just just keeping it in docs, um, I don't know why that's not the most commonly recommended method. If you're gonna have some password thing like that, I know my dad is very old old school, and we literally just have some papers like printed out with a bunch of passwords on them sitting in a in a hidden spot in the house, <laughs> like two to three pages. Yeah, my my uh, my grandmother's like that. I remember she has like this whole paper like filled with addresses and it's like bur bursting with like small little papers like Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. And most then of, most of my passwords are like a couple folders deep in a text file. Oof, that's a good idea. Um Yeah. And it has like an too. odd name so you really would look past it. Yeah, there's stuff I should probably hide on my computer, like my MetaMask password or my my Coinbase, or rather my that MetaMask is a crypto wallet, so I may want to hide some of that stuff. Or put it into just in uh, do you have a external hard drive? And then have I could put it on a like an external hard drive or a flash drive or something, yeah. but um, what was a good encrypted external hard drive? Because I remember you and I were talking about this for I some reason. We were talking about external encrypted external hard drives. I think. You were making fun of it, and I was like, "Oh wait, but that's actually kind of smart for, like, um, like important stuff like Bitcoin or, or stuff like that." Oh yeah, for what it's worth, I've enabled BitLocker on my six tear, um, yeah. which is probably part of why it 
it's so awful with its performance because it's unencrypting the file every single time. Um, and I've also enabled like drive compression. My six tier is really like nearly full, and every like half of it's compressed down too. Um, but yeah, I don't know if you have if you have. I gotta stop saying I don't know. It's been a year now of saying that. If you have LastPass and you're looking for a alternative, uh, Google fucking Docs is is a amazing alternative. Just put it in Google Docs or put it in any number of other secure wireless document things like Google Docs. I just know if the if Google was ever to get hacked like that and accounts were to be compromised, it'll be all over the news and it'll be like everyone. It's not going to be a subset of people most likely unless they just have it's really shit be, passwords. I, I feel like if it's going to be at that point, it's going to be a government thing. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah, not, you know, it's, it's going to affect gonna everyone, not just you. So your best bet is probably to just put it in Google Docs. Or if you're more old school, literally type it in a notepad, put it on a flash drive or some portable media, or just print it out on a piece of paper. You name it. There are many other solutions that have been in the past. Just don't get robbed. Yeah, and it's important to note that we have not even looked into, like, before before the podcast started, we didn't even look into, like, open source alternatives. Because I bet you there's an open source LastPass alternative or something like that. Likely. Um, if we, Like, with password management stuff, I can't imagine there isn't. So, that's a, that is potentially another option. We have not looked at any. I don't, they should exist in, you know, in theory. I don't know if they do or not. But if you can find a good one online that works, use that too, I guess. If, do whatever you want. But I wouldn't recommend paying money to, like, LastPass and shit. Also, if I'm correct, um, I'm going to look at this up on my phone so I don't misspeak. Didn't LastPass get hacked at one point? I could have sworn they did. Let's see here. Last, LastPass hacking. Let's see if there was ever a LastPass hack. Um, interesting. So they have not been hacked, have they? Um, Google warns LastPass users were exposed to LastPass credential leak. That's twenty nineteen. So yeah, it uh, they haven't. It looks like they haven't been directly hacked, but they've been involved with a hacking or something like that. That's interesting. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, but then again, that can also be countered with the argument of who to trust. You know, why would you trust Google more with your data than LastPass like that if they're not yeah. immune? And that also mentioned Google in it, a Google-related thing. So I don't know. You have to choose the best method for yourself. If if you genuinely think LastPass or Dashlane are your best bet, okay. Um, but I would personally recommend if you if you really need like an online always successful thing, put it in a Google Doc or. Um, although I don't think there is safe, if you needed a different one that's not Google for whatever reason, mega.nz, just put it in a text document in mega, um, OneDrive, no one uses OneDrive, Dropbox, any, you name it, any file type thing like that, good alternative. Um, it doesn't autofill your passwords, but it certainly does yeah. the passwords across all devices. Every, every, every big company has shady in some way, don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, we'll move. We'll move on. We'll move on. Oh wait. Um. Can we? Can we? Uh. Can we bring up one? Are we gonna do? Uh. What is it? I just thought about this. Are we gonna do? Uh. Self brought in news stuff. Cause I have something that's kind of just happened to me, but it's weird. Uh. We, we can do it towards it. the end. You All should right, have shared it. No. I, I. No. I. I wasn't. It just came up in my head. That's why. I All was right. just thinking about it. Uh. We'll do that towards the end. Um. We'll move on here to a kind of development on the story we previously covered about carl pie the former 
former i can't speak today carl Pye, the former i believe ceo of OnePlus and founder um nothing technologies his new company has bought essential and apparently they actually bought essential like last month but it's just now like been found by looking through um uh government filings so essential who i actually looked up the other day because i wondered man are is there ever going to be an essential phone like three because i think there was a two and i didn't realize they just kind of don't operate anymore apparently they were bought out by nothing which is carl pie's new company they were not bought out (laughs) um it is still unclear what carl pie intends to do exactly with nothing but they have not made any mention prior of making smartphones they've made mentions of making um smart hubs and other smart type devices but not smartphones what the hell is a smart hub um think like the apple home pod or the google home um so another thing that's to listen to you all the time so something that yeah and a, another alexa essentially <laughs> um Although I mentioned the two lesser known ones instead of Alexa first, how did I manage that? Yeah, I mean, I understood. I just the ones that listen to you all the time and probably tracks you. Yeah. Uh I don't know. Some of the, these hey, screenshots Alexa, are cool. order an iPhone 11. That candy bar phone, I remember uh, was all over for a bit before Essential said we can't sell, we don't have like enough anything to do it. We're shutting down. Um I remember that phone got a lot of hype and I really genuinely don't know why. It literally looks like the the memes of after the iPhone 5 came out where people said iPhone 10. It was like 25 inches tall. Like that's <laughs> exactly what that reminds me of. Just a tall phone. Although this, I don't, I don't know how that'd be useful. Also, what aspect ratio is that? That's like four by 16. That's insane. That's a gamer right there. It's the, it's the candy bar phone for sure. I do like the color schemes though. It's clear they've, but it's clear essential put effort into their phones um fun fact the essential phone one was almost the phone i got instead of the one plus 5t the only thing that really pushed me over the edge was the durability of the 5t but the essential phone one is still one of my favorite looking phones of all time it's it just still looks premium um and that's not um i should say this now that's not a praise of the ceo of essential or the former ceo of essential who was also the founder of android uh who also has a bunch of like sexual allegations against him and shit that is not a praise of oh, him no. rather a praise of essential as a company they really did make some like banger products they made some really quality products um and they were almost my choice for a phone but it was the durability of the 5T that pushed me to it. And also the fact that I believe when I was buying it, Essential just said like, oh yeah, we're shutting down. <laughs> so it didn't make sense to buy an Essential phone to not ever get support for it. Um, But it should be interesting to see if nothing, like take any concepts that Essential had and release them or adapt them into a new product or why exactly they bought them. Because a lot of Essential employees left and made their own spinoff company of essential that is unrelated but it's security based and are looking to release a security based phone by the end of 2021 i'm trying to find here where it is uh osam privacy um it should release early 2021 it is not released yet and the quarter one is ending at the end of next month so we should be seeing that by the end of next month should be interesting um i don't really necessarily get this purchase other than wanting to keep essential alive because it really was meant to be like the full open source Android experience. 
so I don't really know what's going to happen here. Um, but I do hope something cool comes of it. Essential had really good design taste. And I really want to see some of Essential's design taste brought over to to nothing. <laughs> um, then again, we don't exactly know what nothing's designs look like. Carl Pye's previous work at OnePlus isn't exactly a great example because like the OnePlus 5T is literally a phone that Oppo, the parent company of OnePlus, released in China that was slightly modified for the U.S. All of the OnePlus phones that you've seen are literally slightly modified versions of ones released in China. So their design language is not very um, creative. So I'm not sure if Carl Pye, how creative his design language is. Then again, he's the CEO. He's not leading the design. Either way, should be interesting to see what comes of it. Um, I I want I want to see an essential phone three. If that's not already a thing, I don't I don't remember how many essential phones they released. I just remember like the first one. But it, I don't I know. It's up essential phone. I only saw two. So. All right, it's so essential film one and two. I didn't like the two. I thought the two were kind of bad, and most of the reviews of it were kind of bad. Um, but the essential film one seemed to really kick ass when it was released. So yeah, um, that's just this little small update here to nothing, which we covered a few weeks ago. Uh, they've now acquired essential. We'll move on here to another Android-related uh, thing. This is from Threat Post, but there are other things covering it that were. More heard of than threat posts because I've never heard of this website before now. Um, unpatched Android app with 1 billion downloads threatens spying and malware. Attackers can exploit share it permissions to execute malicious code through vulnerabilities that remain unpatched three months after app makers were informed. Which is kind of fucking insane. And also, I need to look up this app right now because I'm pretty sure I I used this app in the past. <laughs> I Damn. used this two years I've, ago. I've never mm. heard of this app. Me neither. Um, this app was a actually like genuinely good way to share um, files between Android and PC without like plugging in your phone, going through the folders, finding where to like. This was a really just simple way to just Bluetooth? like. <laughs> yeah. Well, so yeah, like, but on a device that doesn't have Bluetooth. So like Dropbox, but oh, like. Funky simpler not drop dropbox just a, you mean i don't know what you mean no it was pretty much just you install the client on your computer you have it on your phone you literally just put the photo in like swipe up and, and it just sends it to the pc in full quality nice very simple app i re i knew i recognized the name um i it's a good thing i don't use it anymore and i used that for like 10 photos i think uh and i believe that was on my very shitty asus zenfone 2e that was not on my oneplus 5t uh, that was too long ago to be that. What definitely was 2018. The more I think about it, it was earlier. Um, wow. I mean, okay, you you know it's big when it's an app that I've downloaded. <laughs> I don't download a lot of shit. Um, that's not heard of. Um, you know, to the majority. But you know it's big when I've never heard of it. <laughs> well, it says a billion people, and I'm pretty. I consider myself pretty tech savvy and pretty security minded. And I've downloaded it, so that that I guess this damages my credibility, uh, in some form. Uh, apparently, there's I reading this entire article was a headache because it's it's goes into a lot of it, it goes into a lot of specifics that my small brain doesn't understand. Um, the minutia of it was just really shitty, or like what, what was so bad about it? Like the details of of what. I said, what, well, I'm, in terms of the article here, it just seems as if there's a specific broadcast complement um, that can show, that any app can invoke that can show internal shit with ShareIt. 
um it, it's i it, i don't know we will definitely link this article in the description for anyone to read my brain literally cannot fucking comprehend oh, wait, it matt don't you have a, a, a actual thing that you said it shares to your pc right There's yeah you have it you get don't a you have an app that does that now it's like x something that you use no i do not you said you accidentally i remember you said you have your on your oneplus now that you like have an app that connects your photos to your tv or oh no that's copy and paste you did something remember you sent me the the diss track on discord and you had an app like that is that something different i do not necessarily remember that but it could have either been i you're either thinking of mega sync which i do have because i have a mega account or it could have been no because you I, you you sent it me a, a link you're like wait i had that link on my phone and you discord linked it to me the only thing i can think of like that is i have putty which allowed me to connect to the uh minecraft server back when like or not the minecraft part of it but you know the actual server back when it ran linux uh i could use putty on my phone to remote connect to it in a terminal that's the only thing I can think of like that. But it could have actually been share it, um, what you're talking about. No, this is literally like a, a few weeks ago. All right. Um, I could have, I, I don't know. I know, I, the more I think about it, I probably did download share it for like five seconds at one point to send a file over something. Um, so yeah, I really don't understand this exploit, but I can tell it's pretty bad. Um, we'll leave it in the description. I'd encourage you, if you've used share it, uh, to definitely check out this article and, Make sure everything's okay. I'd uninstall share it for now. Um, either until they fix their shit or just find something new. Uh, although to to be the, there aren't there's not a lot of stuff that I knew of at the time other than share it that could just direct stuff to your computer if you had the client installed. But there probably is now. Uh, so yeah, be careful out there. If you have share it, be warned there is a security flaw. But uh, thankfully, I do not use share it anymore, and I used it on a shitty ass phone many years ago that i don't even have anymore so i don't think the chance of any type of security thing is i'm gonna be fine um but yeah let's move on here to news that i'm really fucking excited about because there's not been news on this game since like last year so I, thought, I thought it was two years ago it felt like or a year and a half no i think i believe it was early 2020 there was like the last news on it. it I, I did not hear about this. Um, uh, Rainbow Six Quarantine won't become Rainbow Six Parasite. Ubisoft clarify this from PCGamer.com. Um, and the context of this article here is a screenshot, I believe this said, of a PS5, did it say? Either way, a uh, test of the game. Yeah, P PSN, PlayStation Network, um, thing of Rainbow Six Parasite showing an image of Ella being for lack of better term, like, consumed by a black mass parasite-looking thing, um, was leaked, and it has been confirmed by Ubisoft to not be the new name of Rainbow Six Quarantine, but a just current name, a development name that will later be Place changed. Over. Yeah. Um, this is most likely because... And, this, like, I, I think this is obvious. They changed it because the name Quarantine is not yeah. great. Uh, at the time, it was fine, and then COVID hit, and now, for obvious reasons, it is not a great name for your game. Uh, for those who are unaware, Rainbow Six Parasite, or Quarantine, or whatever you want to call it at this point, it doesn't have an official name yet, um, COVID, the electric boogaloo, is essentially a fully, or originally started development as, it's unknown what it's like now because there's no gameplay released, but it originally started development as a fully-fledged game based off of the 
I believe it was Halloween, but it may not have been. Um, expansion. It, was, it wasn't even a hot. No, it was the it was the Operation Outbreak. Yeah, right? Operation Blood Outbreak. Orchid? No, not Blood Orchid. It was yeah. Outbreak. That wasn't it was... that little like um uh like series and um I think you just said this, but wasn't like that a little like special thing that popped up for like a month. In, Three uh, months, right? Yeah. Yeah, because I remember you guys talked about it. It was awesome. It was it was one of actually the best cool. Ever. It had its issues. Um, but big headed Jaeger. Oh, oh that was amazing. That um, was beautiful. The, the, but the gist of uh, what Outbreak was, it was a limited time siege game mode. I actually don't. I think the Outbreak game mode only lasted a month, but I think the whole like operator thing lasted three. Um, it was during the the update that added Lion and Finca. Uh, would their backstory be related to Outbreak, I believe, or at least being part of that type of thing? Outbreak was literally, the best way to sum it up, um, COD zombies with the tactical nature of Siege. It was literally was Siege zombies. There was tactical about it. There well, I'm, but I, I'm saying Siege is tactical well, gameplay. It's, yeah. It's basically somewhat, from what I can remember, it's like the newer zombies. Like Black Ops Cold War zombies. I hadn't played Cold War we zombies. We haven't played it yet, yeah. no. I played um, it. It's exactly like that. It's not. Well, I wouldn't say exactly because it definitely doesn't feel exactly like COD. Um, it did feel a lot of things felt like Siege, which were Siege has a lot of really weighty gunplay and movement. Um, and that's just how Siege is. I had thought for a while, legitimately, I had been thinking for a few months after I got Siege, it'd be really cool for like a Siege Zombies game. And I was very, very surprised one day to see the um the new operators drop. And also, there's a new game mode that is literally that. I don't believe that was ever... Like, they didn't say anything about that before it was released. Uh, but what made it big, uh, compared to any other Siege event that's happened since... We, actually, there are exceptions, because I believe there have been Siege events since with other game modes. But none like Outbreak, where it was essentially its own three level fully fledged game may have been a few more than three three levels um it really was though its own game it didn't feel like you were playing siege necessarily it felt like call of duty zombies with siege elements and it was some of the most fun i think i've ever had with that game um whereas normal siege can be really really stressful and annoying and grindy worst of time ever in my life oh dear yeah God. Outbreak was the type of game mode where, with the exception, I don't remember the, the name of the level, there was one specific level that just blew ass. But with that exception, you could lose three times over and still have fun. It was you, No, it would be fun because you're getting overrun. And then there, there's just so many aspects of it. Like people are jumping from building or not no, jumping from the ceilings, I remember, I think. Yeah, it yeah. So oh fun. my god, it was great. Shit crawling on the walls. Um... It had a lot of, and to describe, although, again, any I'd encourage anyone listening to go look up Outbreak or look up gameplay of it. It is phenomenal. It was phenomenal. Uh, I remember a lot of the enemy design seemed to be not based off of, but heavily inspired by, like, Doom 2016. Um, especially after playing, like, Doom Eternal, looking at Doom 2016. Very similar, like, grotesque uh, red and black gory enemy design. Very similar, but it's its own distinct thing. It was really good. Quarantine, um, Ubisoft stated originally was, it, it stemmed from the developers behind Outbreak really liked it so much, they wanted it to become its own game. Um, so they kind of treated Outbreak as its own little test to see if the community would like it. There, I remember there were a lot of it's people that hated gonna, it. No, people really liked, it was buggy, that's why. Because they, yeah. at the time, R6 was still buggy and they still have problems from that year. 
So they haven't fixed the problems in R6, but it was still cool for the community. Yeah. And then also keep in mind, you know, what you're developing there is essentially level like three to, I think it was five, but it may have just been three. I know there were only three maps, um, but three maps and a bunch of levels for what it really amounts to an entirely different game within another game. And, oh, you also have like three months to do this, you know, because of you just finished up the last um, operator thing. Now do this one and it's event. Go. So for like what I assume is about three months development, potentially six months, because um, I think I read it was six months because they started a bit early. It was insane what they accomplished. It was really polished. Like for the most part, it was really polished. There were bugs, which is to be expected. It's it was a in the end of the day, it's a rush set of levels from what could be its own game. But for what it was, it was really polished. And I remember it very, very happily um i could have sworn that we did a video on this um like actual like were we recording at the time that we were recording i definitely don't have that footage anymore because there was a there was a friend um that i had a falling out with and i just deleted all of it well he wasn't in that he oh yeah he might have been in some of it dang Um, that was actually some really good times though it was I, I remember I started making it into a video. I do remember that, but Femora was fucking up and I was already on the fence, but I'm like, I'll just delete it. I don't fucking care. Um, and then I went back again, like last year and delete a bunch of old siege footage that I knew I just wasn't going to use anymore. Um, I do remember. And also a lot of it was shadow play footage. And my mic was my mic with through NVIDIA shadow play does not sound proper at all. It sounds disgusting. And that was, that also was part of it. Um, I don't know why it does that by the way, but it does anyways. Outbreak after after Outbreak success, um, apparently an internal team at Ubisoft, the same people who developed Outbreak, just kind of got permission to shift into development of their own Outbreak-based game. Now, how much quarantine now, Parasite now, whatever it's called, has evolved since Outbreak, and if it's even the same thing, we don't know because there's been no gameplay revealed, only a cinematic trailer and now this image. I'm very much hoping it's similar to Outbreak and they haven't strayed too far. Um, although, you know, iteration on it would be pretty cool because it was pretty bare bones. But this is this is one of the few games um, that I most definitely will be buying the day it comes out. Provided it really is Outbreak, but enhanced and its own thing. If it's if it's not that anymore, I probably won't. Um, but there are very few games. Uh, I know everyone here in the in the podcast, uh, you, Zaire, Epic, and Rob, you guys will know, I barely ever buy games at full price on the Legally. Oh, oh, oh. Full price. My bad. My no, bad. full price. I The last <laughs> one was Doom Eternal. I don't pirate games anymore. I literally don't. Uh, that was when I didn't have money to buy them. The only There's exceptions as in games that you cannot get anymore. I will pirate because of necessity. I have to um i need this game well like transformers fall of cybertron the only oh, way to get it yeah. uh, is through i can buy it through like amazon canada and go through a bunch of shit to try and get it for 50 dollars, which is overpriced to get a physical cd copy that i don't or not cd dv whatever it's media it's on that i don't know if it'll even come and it doesn't look to be from activision no i there's it their servers are down as well they deleted the source code internally for the game most likely it's not sold i have to pirate it uh, the uh, non-game, the T-Pain engine, which is a essentially one of the only really, really good auto-tuners. Not a vocoder. Most people call vocoders auto-tuners, but an actual live auto-tuner. Um, it was released in like 2011. V- didn't sell a lot, was shut down. 
uh, you cannot oh, buy it. Oh, I saw it. you using that on Discord, actually. Yeah. I saw... Was that, like, a few weeks ago? Try about a year, but I used it oh, a ton. Oh, never mind, then. Never mind, um, something different. But, yeah, no, you, the, the T-Pain effect, I had to pirate it. Because uh, you cannot buy it. I've looked into the other day buying a license key for it because I needed it for something. You can't even get a license key. Um, You just can't get it. So... The, you know, there are some things I need to pirate, but I don't pirate games anymore. But in terms of buying games at full price, the last game I bought at, I will call it full price only because I bought it from a key shop, but they got it from id Software directly. It was a deal with them, uh, or Bethesda rather. So I, I still count that, was the Doom Eternal Most Enhanced Whatever Edition that didn't come with the physical uh, helmet. It was $57. And then before that, uh, famously for me, uh, the only other game I bought at full price before that that I can remember was Lego Batman 2 when it released Man. on my birthday, June 22nd in 2012 uh, for the Wii. That is the the only game before Doom Eternal that I remember specifically buying at launch at full price. I don't count games that were like a console released and I bought the console that came bundled with it. It doesn't really count. I didn't have a choice. Um, But yeah, that... I don't buy games at full price, but I remember saying during like both when quarantine was announced and when playing outbreak, if this ever becomes a full game, I am buying it. The second it comes out, I'll buy the best, best version provided. It isn't super expensive, yeah. but I'm buying it. This, but this hopefully it's been years now and it sucks that it, it literally has been years. Yeah. Um, and well, but to be fair, they've had years to develop the game, which is really cool. Uh, that you soft greenlit it. Uh, keep in mind, although it's, it's Grandpa Six Quarantine is almost all but confirmed to be a multiplayer experience, it is the first Siege story-driven experience. It's because it seems like it will be story-driven. Um, since I what what was the Siege game before? Or what was the Rainbow Six game before Siege? I think it's Rainbow Six Las Vegas. Rainbow Six, yeah. Um, it'll be the first game since then. And considering Ubisoft canceled, um, I, oh, I forget the name of it now, the Rainbow Six game that ended up turning into Siege and did convert it into Siege, and they're now greenlighting a, or did greenlight a potentially story-based Siege game that either way is definitely oh, sorry. not. Go My ahead. thing is, they, they had the base code for it, right? Why couldn't they have just added the quarantine thing before? Like, they could have re-added it. To, to R6 to keep the community going. And if it took them three months to build that, they could have had, like, they could have made, like, old custom maps, like, have maps from in R6, like, um, what is it? I, I forgot the R6 maps now. Never mind. They they could they could have added just maps, but in, implemented the quarantine or er, aspect of it. I guarantee, here, here are the motives behind it. I can guarantee you were it. They probably wanted, um, at least the, the main developers behind it they probably wanted a bit more freedom in terms of what all they can do and the limitations of siege's engine because siege's engine is pretty old i get like i guarantee to you uh quarantine will not be running on the same engine exactly as siege it'll be either running on a more enhanced version or maybe a different engine altogether but siege does have a pretty old engine at this point i can imagine them wanting to jump ship and make something specifically made for this game that can handle it better i remember particle effects were really like they're really good with um, Outbreak, but they were super fucking intensive for no reason. And it was clear it was one of the limitations of the engine. Um, but it was probably money. 
they can spin it off into its own game and get people to buy a brand new game. I guarantee you that's part of it. There's no other way it would have been greenlit. But also, uh, from a community standpoint, if they just kept it in like that um, as a game mode, it would very, very quickly get stale no, 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 and forgotten. No, I'm not talking about as as a consistent game. I'm brought talking it back? About, yeah, brought it back at least like once a year. Had one map of like something. Like It was one time, and then everyone's like, what happened to this? Do you not remember every time? I, oh, I remember that. Yeah. Like, um, everyone's like, wait, this is cool. And you just took it away and then waited more time for the Halloween map, which is cool, but not, it's not the same. Uh, um, That probably stems from the fact that the developers behind this game probably really did want way more time to put a lot more love and care into it than the crunch time they likely had to go through to get what they were trying to show out the door. Um, It's also very unclear internally at Ubisoft if... The guys behind Outbreak did it out of passion or out of necessity, but it from what it seems like, it seems like they did it out of passion. And I have a feeling they were way too passionate to say, yeah, we'll just release it again in a year with like a few bug fixes. They really probably wanted to flesh it out into a big thing. And it is big enough that it would outgrow Siege itself. It would have to be its own thing. Um, it could They could have done it in Siege. I can't imagine it would do it as well, like re-releasing in Siege. What I do want them to do is either within Parasite, Quarantine, whatever its name is, within it, or in Rainbow Six Siege itself, in some form, make the original Outbreak maps playable again, in the same form they were, all the bugs and everything, just as a testament to, here's where we started, and here's where we are now. At the, if they wanted to, it. bug They're fix them a bit. It. It'd, it'd be cool to at least see them in Parasite, or at the very least see them bug fixed and put back as a, like a one-month thing in Siege. To promote Parasite and say, if you've missed Outbreak, here you go. Maybe add some new charms. So if you missed Outbreak for three years. Well, but there are a lot of people I, I, I know that just went and bought Siege for Outbreak and were that disappointed. Yeah, there are definitely people who would go and buy Siege and would get back on and play Siege if Outbreak came back one more time. Um, it would, And it would also be a great way to introduce players in Siege to the concept of buying Parasite or whatever its name will end up being. It's like, it, hey, here's it a taste of gameplay, um, provided the gameplay is similar enough. It could be a little taste of gameplay for free, and then if you want the rest of it, pay the premium. I don't mind it. I don't. I definitely don't mind that they. it's a different game. I, I kind of wish they would bring it back, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy if it doesn't come back and it's its own game. I'd be happier if we got to see the original Outbreak stuff again. That said, I guarantee to you someone's probably backed up the map files and all the data for the Outbreak maps and will find a way to load them in again, if there isn't already. There's no way someone hasn't done that. Um, but yeah, I will. That if, if more news on this game comes out, we'll definitely be covering it probably first because I really am looking forward to this game. There are very few games I will like actively look forward to like that. Um, God, if Minecraft 2 came out, um, I probably wouldn't be as for looking forward to it as this. What the hell would a Minecraft 2 be? I don't know, but you get that, like, high, let's say a Hightail, which is high uh, pixels. Yeah, yeah, I was just gonna say. Yeah, I'm not nearly as hyped for Hightail as I am for Rainbow Six Quarantine. Um, this looks really good, or at least, sorry, the original cinematic looked really good, Outbreak was really good, I hope Parasite, or whatever, I'm gonna call it Parasite, that's the name listed here. I hope Parasite ends up being just as good as Outbreak, if not better, it doesn't stray too far, um, and I hope the developers really kept the passion behind it that was very clearly present in Outbreak, and it didn't just become a corporate project that 
they they just shit out and it it has microtransactions and all that garbage i really hope it's got the same level of quality um but yeah i'm definitely looking forward to it Uh, like i just want to mention something i'm really really worried that um well like i'm just thinking i'm hoping it doesn't have like the same reception as like metal gear survive i barely remember that game releasing i remember melon talked about it yeah exactly like yeah like people either said it was bad or like what like basically it was just that i'm really hoping that doesn't happen with uh this uh new rainbow six game yeah if there's one thing like I, i remember seeing the cinematic and i found it extremely interesting if there's one thing Rainbow Six Parasite could improve on, like at the most over Outbreak, it was it was the music. Outbreak had no music really, um, and with the type of game it was, it could benefit from some really good music. Especially you know coming off of Doom Eternal, still a year later, um, that game, the music in that game elevates the combat to a whole nother level. You that is just entirely you you don't really understand it till you played it. Um, Quarantine could benefit from having music because outbreak didn't and the combat was great it'd just be a lot better with amazing music but we'll move on here to not shilling a game that's not released yet although i'm just really excited i'll move on here to something else game related and also stadia related um unfortunately uh google google xec reportedly praised stadia game studio right before shutting them down this is from xda developers um a week for Google announcer shutting down Stadia Games and Entertainment, a studio developing first-party games for Stadia. Executives praise staff for making great progress in building a diverse and talented team. Um, and it's a report. They say to hear a report from Kotaku saying essentially what this has said. Uh, executives did praise, looks like, Google Stadia Vice President General Manager Phil Harrison um, sent an optimistic email um, to the developer saying, like, good job. And then a week later, they're shutting down. Um, which is very misleading and not, it's, it's not right. It's very inappropriate. Not in the the normal term of that usage, not in the normal way that words use, but it's that, that is unacceptable. That's just fucked up. Uh, this is what a week or two weeks after Terraria is no longer releasing on Stadia because Google just wouldn't communicate. They're not giving Stadia a great look here. Um, Stadia didn't look good at the start. I'm sorry, but. I never, I never liked, here's the thing, I never liked Stadia, but I did like Xbox's um, wireless gaming thing, but the the differences between them, there are a lot, but at their core, they're very, very similar. I I think uh, why a lot of people hate Stadia is it's it's the Google console, it's Google, let's just give Google more shit, and then also, you can't, like with the Xbox thing, if I'm correct, you, you can play Xbox games on mobile via streaming, but you can also play them on your xbox you don't the games on stadia they don't transfer you they're on stadia and that's it um which is very disappointing when stadia released although uh, right after it released uh this changed uh because nvidia's policies changed but there was geforce now which was literally if you own the game like on steam you could play it digitally through geforce now uh that did change for a ton of games i thought that was a thing so for a ton of uh, publishers so what what happened is geforce now went out of beta and went public uh, a lot of developers didn't agree to have their games you know just like freely distributed like that not distributed but if you they wanted people to have to buy the game again essentially um so they a bunch a bunch of developers just pulled their games from it working 
um there's still i know some and it still is arguably one of the best methods i think for playing games like that but there's a lot that isn't supported but uh, even even after that a lot of people still saw it as a better alternative and i know there were i remember looking into it at the time uh for a friend who didn't have a computer there were other services you could do that were similar to stadia but were objectively better uh for i remember for the same price as stadia and how many uh how much money it was a month you could quite literally buy a virtual computer like rent one uh for a certain amount oh, per month. oh i remember you talking about yeah this. with a decent amount of storage and just buy games on steam and run it on there and at the same latency but you have actual control over your shit you keep the games they're not locked into google they're locked into steam which is not going away anytime soon is probably too big to die um which is depending on you look at it a good or bad thing either way stadia was flawed from the start that's not news but it's it's it it really fucking sucks to see them just shitting on their internal developers like hey good job let's shut you down after we're gonna just be pieces of shit to terraria uh and their developers they're not making themselves look good and they already didn't look like a great option from the start it seems at this point like Google's trying to kill Stadia more than they are really trying to help it. Um, at the end of the day, I have a feeling it's just going to be one of the, like yet another thing to add to the Google graveyard of products. And it's just going to slot in right there with the rest of them. I don't know a single person who uses Stadia. Does anyone here? Because I don't. Uh, I know YouTubers who've made jokes about Stadia, like they use um, like 2K. Everything that isn't on PS4 or PlayStation or PlayStation or Sony or Xbox, um, 2K is horrible, like PC 2K or um, stuff like that. They played Stadia. It was one of the hilarious things I've ever seen. It was it was so funny. Yeah. Um, but I don't know any like actual person who uses it. Yeah, I don't. I don't either. I don't think. I cloud gaming kind of started and is already kind of just fading in con it con in oh man i don't know how to word this the way xbox does it is great it is probably to me the best implementation the way stadia does it is an example of the worst nothing transfers everything's on it if stadia dies there goes all your games most likely um it's it's just not a great solution to anything it didn't really solve any problem that wasn't already solved it was just a big company announcing something that acted as if it would solve this problem and didn't and never would have. Uh, I don't know. I think cloud gaming is is always going to work best when it's you own the game on something else already and now you're able to play it on the go. Not you're buying a full product to play it wirelessly. That should never be the goal to, to play it um, like without a computer. If, if they, you know, like for the sole, I don't know. I get, how do I word it? As the sole purpose of just playing without a device that um can run those games, I don't think it's great. Cloud gaming works best when you have one device that can run it, but you want to play it on the go or something like that. Yeah. It doesn't work as its own standalone thing. Um, if people want to play games, they'll buy an Xbox or a PS5. They're not going to buy a Stadia. That's just it. Even if they have a phone, they're they're rather buy that than Stadia, most likely um so i don't know and in concept too to be fair stadia wasn't i don't think the worst thing in the world but in practice it's not great uh so yeah i'm just more rip stadia even though it's not dead yet uh premature rip stadia i love how it has three and a half stars on google play 
just a testament to how much people really are like, eh, it's okay. We'll move on here to a story about Asian Andy, who I've, I have heard of, and he's done this shit before, and if I'm correct, we've covered a story exactly like this, but it's a slow news week. Uh, Ladbible.com is from them. Twitch here makes $16,000 filming himself asleep and letting viewers disturb him. It's literally an Asian Andy stream where he just lets viewers uh, donate stuff with text-to-speech and basically keep them up all night. And that's it. And he made $16,000 off it. How many times a year does he does this? Because, or do this? Because I've, I've literally read multiple articles over multiple years of him doing this. He's known for this. Uh, I'm not sure why this this article is news. I kind of saw Lad by him like, oh, they, they do some decent articles. And I was hoping this was good. And I read it and it really wasn't. But we don't really have anything better to put. So, yeah. Uh, go check out Asian Andy. He's pretty funny, and he's got a lot of funny shit. That's pretty much all there is yeah, to this d- article. Doesn't this guy always do like te- text to speech stuff, like text to speak donations? Yeah, like, that's I've... literally his thing. Yeah, I think you showed me a video of him doing it in a library. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And there's then him doing it in like in um in a Japanese eatery or something like that. Yeah. There's him. There's just so many. Um, he's he really is known for that. So yeah, check out Asian Andy. He's a pretty funny guy. Um, we'll move uh, on. To... I, oh yeah. I, I, before I move on, I know there's another streamer. I think it was Deller, and he was streaming him sleeping, and he got a a uh, an alert box, and it was, um, hey Alexa, order an iPhone 11. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and there's also like one like, hey Alexa, um, uh, where where what's my address? Yeah, they said in that article that happened yeah. to him. Oh, uh, that I just, happened to him? I, th- I thought it said there. Someone said he got the location. Yeah. I just don't keep... just stupid. Yeah, I hope uh... those people like that, when they do those streams with the Alexa, they have it on a VPN, and they also don't have a credit card link, and that would eliminate any issues. Um, mm-hmm. Unless they have phone numbers linked. I don't know. Um, that's... Uh, my, my brain hurts. Move on here... To a story from Kotaku, Metal Gear Solid's board game has been cancelled. Uh, IDW is supposed to be releasing Metal Gear Solid, the board game, later this year. But after a succession of delays, the company has decided to walk away from the project and said, What? We Okay, I know for a fact we talked about this briefly on the podcast at some point. Um, or maybe it was after the podcast. But what was this board game even about? Does anyone know? I don't know. I don't think it was just... Like, the way I'm thinking is that it probably has no story, but it's just, like, tactical espionage, get to this one place without getting spotted, whatever. That's one. I don't know anything about this game. As a matter of fact, I just found out about it today, although I did hear some things here and there. But that's all I can assume what it is. I, I don't know altogether. I'm I'm looking it up here, and, um, man, it really doesn't... It looks really, really complex. It, like, it would have a really, really niche market. Um, technical espionage. Wow. Yeah. I know. I'm just looking at it here. This. This. Uh. Oh, there's a demo of it. Okay. This is not as complex as I thought. It looks okay. It looked like it would have been okay. It doesn't look like anything I'd play. Um. I'm not you sure know, where I, the. Yeah. I I want to just ask something. How many like? Has anybody been keeping track of like board game releases? I mean, no. Yeah, I I, I no. expect to know, but like, you know, I think it's just like 
passion stuff to create a freaking um board game nowadays like i've seen um sorry go ahead well uh no go ahead go ahead if i remember i may have been last year may have been the year before there were a decent few video game board games announced um and this was one of yeah, them yeah and they never came to fruition because yeah shitty yeah i what I, what i don't get is how the they expect these to sell people don't want to buy there's gonna be collectors but that's never the target market of a yeah. board game people aren't gonna buy like fans of metal gear are not gonna want to buy a board game if you're playing metal gear unless it's, you're an extreme freaking nerd well yeah a nerd or a collector but you're not gonna want to buy the board game you're playing yeah. the game because it's more interactive than a board game yeah. you're not playing it because you'd rather be playing a board game or think that's a great you know an amazing idea to go play a board game right now um, it's it's same reason why people would rather play, literally like like Hearthstone over Uno. You know, there's like there's a there's a pretty big difference. People aren't gonna go buy a physical. Well, okay, with Hearthstone that may be an exception. People will probably buy like collect. I know, yeah, people would probably buy Hearthstone cards if they released them physically. I wonder if they have. I think they do. But if there's like a full like physical Hearthstone game, it's not gonna get nearly the traction as. I guarantee, like the investors thought, would think it what would. What do you mean a Hearthstone game? Like a fully fledged Hearthstone, like car- physical card game. Oh well, the card games in general are dying. Like Magic's the only one that's really still popular, but I don't really know about the Magic scene like that. No, I know. I just mean the 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 clout of the video game does not carry over to physical card well, game or board game. Clout clout leads a long way. Yeah, but the Metal Gear series is like, well, Revere is one of the best series of all time, and yet it's not. And I don't see people jumping off the fucking walls for the Metal Gear Solid board game. Um, mm. it, it can only go so far. And this, it seems pretty reliant on the... If I can look up Metal Gear Solid board game, and the first, like, six images are just images of what comes in the box or the box. And there's, like, five images so far of, like, actual gameplay or what, what the things look like. It's clear it's it's they're relying on it's Metal Gear. Buy it. It's Metal Gear. They're not relying on the fact that the game is really, really good. Mm. So I um I don't know. I'm not sure how big of a loss it is that this game is not releasing because I don't know if it played very well. Um but I do know what I will say, if this is the same IDW I'm thinking of, they make a lot of decent comics. I believe they did a very like a well well like, like, yeah, I, didn't they do the sonic comics as well idw yeah that name sound does sound familiar they've also done transformers comics that i remember the community right. seemed to very much enjoy um idw so idw is known for like if this is the same one they're known for quality but i've never heard of them making like quality board games so i don't know i don't know how good it would have been yes they did make the sonic thing if you search up idw it's yeah. a second image um yeah so i don't know if you were a fan of the the metal gear solid board game i don't like go 3d print your own shit i don't know it's like the the character pieces from looking it up look really simple and easily 3d printable didn't look super quality so i don't think you're missing out on much it's probably similar if if it's a board game like this board games have already been done to oblivion it probably isn't all that creative it's probably similar to some other type of board game uh just print out your own metal gear solid standy figure things and play that with it play monopoly with metal gear solid figures there you go there's your solution i feel like monopoly already has metal gear solids oh god knowing all the monopolies they have yeah that is that is true 
Um, we'll move on here to a story from Daily Mail UK, DailyMail.co.uk. Uh, keep in mind, this can be taken with a grain of salt. Daily Mail are known to report on some false stories, but I did check this one against a bunch of other things, and it it seems it is actually legit. Um, the future is here. No, it's not. The world's first flying car that travels 100 miles per hour at altitudes of 10,000 feet is cleared for takeoff by the FAA, and a full air road hybrid is set for 2022. I think I saw this. I I we saw this a yeah. while ago. Um, um, this. This car that they're showing, I swear, I swear to God, I have seen and um, like it just if you search up flying car, this is one of the three results that pop. Well, like this is one of the results other than clip art that would pop up. Yeah, I think the uh, best part is how it, it is by technicality a flying car, but it looks nothing like you'd fucking expect. It's 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 a it it's a plane. That, it's just a it plane. It looks like a Cessna from the future and it has wheels. <laughs> Yeah, it looks like you bent a plane a little bit, like a small plane. Yeah. That's really it. Um, I... The wheels don't even look like they're supposed to be functional, but I guess they are. Yeah, they really don't. It's very clearly... Oh, I know what they look like. They look like uh, a Hess truck. You know what those yes, are? They yes, they do. Yeah, oh, yes, they do. Oh, my God. They look exactly like a Hess truck. That is very, very accurate. Um, When are we going to have the Hess flying car? <laughs> I, man, I, this is clearly first gen. That's all I can say. This is very, very, no, 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 beta, 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 beta. It's beta. No, no, yeah, this is the first like, generation Like I product. said, I, I forgot to mention, like, you could, you could search up flying car in 2010. And that's what would pop up. That yeah. thing's been around for a while. This is definitely a first gen flying car technology. It, mm-hmm. it, hopefully it's no only up from here. wings. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it's wings. only up for here in terms of design. Because, man, I really do not fucking like it. I do not like how it looks. I also love how it's called a car. This thing looks too wide to drive on any road. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Unless uh, the wings uh, are, no, are, are with retractable. the wings folded, it looks per- The good back enough. wheels and how much they jut out is what makes me think it's not. But, but what? why are we making flying cars that wouldn't work? Like, flying laws? Um... Uh, what was it? Air regulation can't fly. With, can't even fly a drone. What's the point of having a flying car? We are definitely moving. Oh look, I have a flying car. We're definitely oh. moving uh, faster <laughs> than the government is able to regulate things. That's not for even, sure. Not even that. But what we in our society, I don't think a flying car is like Necessary. good for it or even needed. Right, I know things we, we we have things that are needed. I'm just saying a flying car is just one. You're like, okay, all right, we're just doing something to do something now. Because this one, I get electro electrical cars are great. That's I agree with that. But a flying car in the mass production, what is that for? <laughs> I, I I literally think it's just like an easier way to fly a Cessna. There are very there there will like, people will come up with transport it transports itself. That's literally the only selling point they have. There are actually there when you think about it, there are a decent few selling points, and one of the biggest ones is you don't need if if this goes as planned and regulation goes as planned, you don't need to own um like an air hanger for example. You don't need to own that um for this. You wouldn't need to own well, a bunch of a, plane type you of stuff. You need a runway. Yeah, well, yeah, thing. but you you just drive your flying yeah, car but... to the runway. I guess, but that just seems so unnecessary. It eliminates a lot of travel costs by technicality, and then there's other things you think of that don't make any sense, like how the fuck are you going to get jet fuel? 
Ex- yeah. They're not are we, are we, plane fuel, but are we are we are we mass producing plane fuel now? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, let's just ruin the oil reserves and the like even more. The already massively depleting oil reserves. All I'll say is it's first gen, and, and I really hope it's up from here. Um, because future flying cars, if this does pave the way, could look actually like flying cars and not like a bent plane that someone made in BMNG Drive. Um, (laughs) so yeah, it's, it's kind of cool. What do you mean? Flying cars are already out. You ever heard of the the bolide plane? (laughs) I hate how it looks, but this may end up being something we will see in, uh, museums in a hundred years. It could look worse. It could. That's all I'm saying. Move on here to our final story before Zaire talks about his thing he wanted to talk about. Um, this from ZDNet. Tracker pixels and emails are now an um, endemic privacy concern. Um, and this article essentially talks about how they're just becoming a way bigger thing. And they can be as small as one pixel. They can be clear so you can't see them. Um, I really thought tracking pixels kind of went, you know, the way of the Dodo. I thought they were pretty much dead. Um, I thought it was a thing that, you know, mad angry Craigslist sellers did back in the day. But it appears not appears since there's still a security risk with them and it's still easy to exploit that type of security risk that they're still going, which is unfortunate. But I don't know how how would you prevent a tracking pixel besides a v- or from getting any sensitive info aside from a VPN. This mentions like um ways to block it. I, I briefly looked shit up and I couldn't find anything of like uh, I really don't know. I don't know much about tracking pixels, so I, I can't really help you here with that one. What it essentially is, is a, um, it's an image hosted on some type of network that the person who is being nefarious, you know, the attacker, they have complete access to the network, whether it be locally hosted or they paying a hosting provider to host it and they're seeing that data. It's essentially, once you click that email, the tracking pixels loaded in and it just it can grab a bunch of data, um, that it can grab by you looking at it like your ip on a single one by one pixel yeah grab your oh IP. i do know about this okay yeah i haven't heard i haven't talked about this with i remember matt you and i were talking about this for a while but i haven't actually thought about tracking pixels in this way in years yeah oh my gosh i actually brought up i never memory. really heard of tracking pixels and i'll be honest it sounded way more complicated than it is i knew is, it, it's very simple of what it is but it's just it's just weird uh, I think the first time I heard about tracking pixels is when Matt told me about it when we were talking about a certain somebody that uh wait did, where, no longer where, talk to. Wait, when? Oh yeah, no, I can I know I can guarantee you it was before that because I talked about yeah, it, no, it uh, with Craigslist with that yeah. one yeah, fucking actually, idiot I think it, Craigslist I think it was that, guy. But like the only really times I heard about it is when you're talking about Craigslist and certain person <laughs> and their parents finding us. Yeah. Um. I remember, I remember the fucking Craigslist guy. I've told that story a million times. I still have a full like story and everything for a video on on the worst ever Craigslist experience. I still have that like in Premiere somewhere. I never finished it because the one viewer who said he really wanted it, he just kind of stopped appearing in anything, and I have not heard from him in months. Uh, and he was really the only one like really pushing me to do it. I wonder if he left because he didn't get the story out. <laughs> maybe um but yeah i have not i really didn't think tracking pixels were a thing i was kind of half joking with a lot of that so i it's interesting to see they're getting bigger again and i kind of hope some something finds some way to prevent it it would be really nice if 
Google, although Google would, I doubt ever, I don't think they'd ever do this. It'd be really cool if they would build in a slow but useful VPN that just in it auto enables internally whenever you enter Gmail. So all the information they get is, hey, here's Google servers, here's Google's this. That would prevent it. Um, would they do that? No, because the amount of like bandwidth consumed would be insane. Um, but they, uh, one of the easiest ways I can think of to prevent it is literally just whenever you go to your emails, open it with a VPN. That's it. Just have your VPN on. Um, and most, I I think almost all that data they would ever get is mitigated. They will get the VPN IP, the location of the VPN server, et cetera, et cetera. They won't get your info. What, how much exactly would they get? Just your IP or more? I think the IP is the biggest thing. I know, I'm not sure well, how much they the would IP, get. You're kind of just screwed at that point. Because, yeah, because the IP shows the location of your ISP, not exactly you. Uh, yeah, it know. shows the general location of where um, you could be based on where those IPs have traditionally been. It does not show your exact address, though, luckily. That's never been a thing that's uh, happened to my knowledge. But... Yeah, I don't know. Be careful when opening emails. Uh, I used to take precautions. Like, for a while last year, I'd only open my email with a VPN, and I kind of stopped because I'm saying whatever. But I will definitely start doing it again because uh, this is concerning. So, yeah, be careful out there. Use a VPN when you're opening emails. I think you can just, like, run your own VPN with the OpenVPN stuff uh, that you can download from the OpenVPN, whatever it's hosted. I don't know. It's an open source thing. Uh, that's a very easy free way to mitigate it to my knowledge. I could be wrong there on how much it mitigates, but yeah. Uh, be careful out there with opening emails. So that's all the written topics we have. Uh, Zara, what do you want to talk about? Okay, so I, um, I use this site for, uh, stream or Steam keys, right? Because I've been, I've been ordering Steam keys. I've used it a lot now. And I decided to get Fallout 3, right? An old game. I was like, you know what? Let me try it. And so... I didn't know at the point. I just bought it because it was like $3. And I bought the game, and I I loaded the game. And I guess now, since it was made like 2008, I think, it won't run. If you download it off of Steam right now, it will not run natively. You have to download. You have to install mods just to get the game to base run. And that was one of the weirdest things I wouldn't have thought right now could happen. Like, I don't know. I just thought it was weird. I just wanted to bring it up just like what has, has that ever happened to you guys like older games just don't run on steam anymore that exact like, scenario with that exact game has happened to me because oh I, yeah no i have the mod i actually figured out the if you need it i have the no i i got it a while ago i tried fallout yeah. 3 i didn't really like it so i i'm trying it. it i um i got a free key of fallout 3 from something i think it was a giveaway in one of the discord servers i was in i got it I'm like oh cool and i uh, downloaded it didn't work yeah no when you hit play it just closes yeah, I ha I ran yeah. into that and I couldn't fix it for an hour, and then I finally found the the fix. I'm like, oh okay. That's it took me annoying. like ten minutes, and then I went to discussions. It, no, no, it's not Bethesda. <laughs> that's not Bethesda. That's that's actually it's being made in two thousand eight. Yeah, and I, I think the last time it, oh, I think the the latest one it will run on is Windows eight. Like genuinely, I think the best part is um. I don't have the game anymore, but I know because I've ran into it a couple times, like going through my my Windows files. Somewhere in my Windows files, I still have the mod manager for it. It's yeah, still it's, there. It's, I, what is the mod manager called? It's called. Uh, Mine's literally Fallout Three Manager. 
No, the way I use it was a uh, game for Windows, and you have to delete the the games for Windows thing. Oh, I didn't have I didn't have that, but I still had to get a mod for it, and I just used a like a community made uh, modder. Oh no, yeah, no, no, Nexus mods. Did you use that? No, I didn't use Nexus mods. I used oh. it was literally called like Fallout Three Launcher. Oh no, I didn't do that. But no, I just thought it was weird. I was like, oh, that's make sure before you buy it, make sure older games you have. Uh... Uh, you have them working before you buy them. You have a way to actually play them. Yeah, that actually happened to me, and I was actually kind of upset because I did buy it off a, a, a other site. So I was like, "Oh, dang! I just wasted three dollars on a game that won't work ever." Yeah. Oh, um, that brings something to my mind uh, that I should bring up. I got Spore recently. Um, I saw that, and I've been playing the shit out of it. I had an issue when I first opened it where I could not click anything in it. And what I figured out pretty quickly, there's no documentation of it online. Most people have tons of crashes and a bunch of other issues I have not had any of, which is pretty cool. Um, I've not a single crash, except for one time closing the game where I know what caused it and it was me hitting too many things at once. So I don't count that. But I, um, I just couldn't click anything and I thought, wait a minute, let me try forcing it to go um, windowed mode uh, and then force it to borderless with a different program I have. So I put the command arguments in in origin to make it start windowed. And then I enabled it in my borderless full screen thing that forces it to that. And it worked fine. Um, so there, like, there's just shit like that with very old games that, yeah, it doesn't work properly at all. And you have to do really weird fixes to get it to work. So I, I know what you mean. Um, I, I kind of yeah. just want to say that for anyone who runs into that problem with Spore, cause it's completely undocumented. Oh, wow. Um, you literally just, force it to windowed and then if you want it in full screen uh get i have an application that's free called borderless gaming and you just just download that it's like a blue square with four little white blue triangles at the corners and it just says bg oh yeah yeah we did use that hmm. I, I, I like it it's really it's really helpful yeah if for i use it on titanfall 2 as well because that doesn't have a borderless and mode. for speed runs yeah i might yeah i might use this yeah uh, and yeah, there's some things sure, it doesn't work on. Make sure in your older games nowadays they can run on Windows 10, which I'm assuming you have. So yeah, yeah Fallout 3 won't run if you don't have a mod for it, which yeah. isn't even bad. It's it's just commonly known. I just wasn't paying attention. I just kind of bought it because it's three dollars. Yep. And and if anyone wants to play me in Uno, come catch these hands. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, thank you guys for tuning um, into our. I, I want to mention one more thing. Okay. Um, the uh. Nintendo Direct was streaming. Meanwhile, we're doing the podcast. I'm aware. Yeah. And I believe the only thing that I have noted was that there's a new Mario Golf game. That's literally it. And I. Why? What? I know people like. Well, it's cool to see. People like. And also now motion controls actually, like you can use motion controls. You can work on your swing. Well, but you could on the Wii. Yeah. Uh, but now you have in high quality. <laughs> I I wouldn't even say that because we did have some high quality high quality uh, motion tracking. No, well, with I'm later games, the, the graphics. Um, oh, and there's oh, the graphics game, yeah. apparently. But yeah, that's and also anime games and whatever Xenoblade. I don't know, but um, yeah. All right. <laughs> um. Well, thank you guys for tuning into our anniversary episode. If Things go to plan. This should release on YouTube and Spotify at the same time on Tuesday. 
Uh, if it doesn't, I'll I'll definitely like add everyone to the server and let you know. But this should end up on Spotify along with every other previous episode. I've been slowly backing them up and getting ready to like dump them all to Spotify. Um, I just need to figure out exactly how to do it, but I think I have it figured out. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in for Woo! a year now. Um, hope for another 10 years strong, then we die. Let's go. <laughs> Definitely Come hoping we, we stick around for a long time. Uh, thank you for your continued support and we'll see you guys next time.